0: to another episode of Nourish, Eat, Repeat. Guys, you are in for a very special treat today because we have an amazing guest, Dr. Janika Benoit, better known as Dr. J on social media, is a board certified internal medicine physician and sports medicine specialist. She is a runner, exercise enthusiast, and former ACE certified personal trainer. Not only does she enjoy caring for athletes, she also has a passion for preventing chronic disease through using exercise as medicine so people can avoid taking pills and or cut back on their pill bottles. As an osteopathic physician, Dr. J is focused on treating the whole body by providing practical ways to exercise so people can live more fully and have life transformation from the inside out. Dr. J, welcome. Hi, Adrienne. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I love everything about this bio. I love all of it. I love your message. I love what you're sharing with people. All of it. Everything you do. So it is a privilege and a pleasure to have you here with us today. Thank you. So, you know, I gave people a little bit of information on your background, but we want to get to know you a little bit better and more about how, you know, you came to this journey in medicine. Um, I actually was in a pre-med major myself and then realized, I don't know about this. This is a lot of years of school. And I knew that I wanted a big family, and I was like, "I think I might want to switch gears here." But you did it; you finished it all, and now you you're helping so many people. So, share with us how it all started. Yes, so I remember one
1: specific day during my second year of internal medicine residency and it was just one of those days where I was busy seeing so many patients and I just could not wait to go home to my place of solace and for me that was my bed (laughs) so as I sat on my bed with the covers over my head I thought to myself I'm really a lot like my patients just like my patients who were tired of taking so many pills, I was tired of having to constantly refill them or prescribe them. Just like my patients who sometimes didn't even know why they were taking those pills because they couldn't pronounce those big names that so many pill bottles have, I felt like I didn't know my why. I forgot why I wanted to be a doctor in the first place. Just like my patients who sometimes Didn't feel in control of their health because they felt like their health was being managed solely by pills. I felt like I was not in control of the trajectory of my career. And for me, it was like looking down a dark tunnel with no end. And I thought to myself, well, where else do I go from here? And at this time, I was exercising pretty consistently. And I thought to myself, wow, you know, exercise has taught me a very powerful lesson. And that lesson is the power of a habit. Because you don't reap the you don't reap the benefit of exercise by doing it once. You have to make it a habit. And I thought to myself, well, how neat would it be to help my patients develop a habit? Because not only have I developed an exercise, but I have really transcended multiple habits throughout multiple areas of my life and I have a method for helping people make exercise a habit and it's actually called habit and h stands for healthy mindset a stands for affirming new beliefs b stands for believing greater i stands for incorporating change and t stands for transforming lives because at the end of the day as a physician that's what I really want to do. That is my true purpose: is to transform the lives of my patients and people who I encounter. Oh,
0: that's amazing! Because I don't know if all physicians share that passion, <laughs> or
1: maybe no, they... we do. <laughs>
0: Trust me, it's 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 really
1: hidden, but <laughs> but it's it's you know, medicine is so different than what it was in the past. So there's a lot of burnout there's a lot of physician burnout, but inherently you don't take on six figures of debt to not want to help people. You know, there's, you see what I'm saying? But when you go into medicine, there's a lot of burnout. So during my residency, I was trying to not get that way because I wanted to still have vigor and passion and love for helping people.
0: Yes. You, you first, you kind of looked at, you know, the trend of the, of the occupation. It was like, I don't want to fall into that. So what do I need to do different? Uh, so that I, I have so much respect for that because, you know, like you said, it's not that, and I probably spoke, I misspoke there. You, like you said, you don't go into this career if you don't want to help people, but just the nature of the business has changed so much that how you help people isn't maybe necessarily how you envisioned you were going to help people. Exactly. That happens a lot. Cause that's what happened
1: to me. I was like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. (laughs) I had no idea.
0: Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, a lot of insurance and, you know, just the scope of the practice doesn't allow us to sit and just really get to meet people and figure out their, you know, what are their goals? You know, because it's all about, okay, the next person. And it's, how do we help them the fastest and move along? It's about along. volume, yes. Yeah. Exactly. So that personal touch is missed. So I love the fact that you're like, all right, I'm not doing that. So I'm what do I need it. to do? <laughs> Make that work. Right, yeah. So can you please like elaborate a little bit more on oh, that habit acronym? Because I'm a sucker for a good acronym. Okay, <laughs> yeah.
1: So let me talk about healthy mindset. So healthy mindset is all about removing limiting beliefs and finding a compelling why. So let me give you a story. I had a patient who I saw and I usually ask my patients if they exercise. So I asked him and asked if he exercise, he was like, no, I don't have time. So number one, his limiting belief was time. And like I said, it is a limiting belief. So I investigated further. And I said, well, you know, what do you mean you don't have time? Well, you know, I have work and I have three young kids and I just don't have time to exercise. I'm like, oh, okay, you have three young kids? And he's like, yes. And I said, well, what would you do for your three young kids? to make sure that you're around long enough to experience the, all, all, of, all of their life experiences? Would you do something like exercise? And he was like, yeah, i do anything for my kids. I'm like, then you can find time. And it's that compelling why, is why are you exercising? What is compelling you to make your life better, to honor yourself, to honor your body? what is that compelling why for you? You know, I feel like, especially in this day and age, there's a lot of vanity that goes around exercise, like getting the six pack abs or getting the nice butt. That's not compelling enough. <laughs> it's just not, it's just not compelling enough. And there needs to be an emotional reason. So, you know, children most parents, they want to, they'll do anything for their children. They want to be around long enough to experience their children go through life. So I love speaking to him because that was a breakthrough that he experienced because he stated that, you know, he would exercise to be around long enough to experience his children. So that's what I mean by healthy mindset. Another thing is removing removing limiting beliefs. Right, because there are so many, and this is what we were uh, explaining earlier, Adrian, you know, there are so many excuses of why we don't exercise. So I, you know, sometimes we may compare ourselves to others, especially if you're in the gym, for example, or I, you know, don't feel good today or any number of reasons. And I really encourage people to first identify those limiting beliefs right? First identify it and then find the reverse. And this brings me to my next part of the acronym which is affirming new beliefs. So let me give an example. So you can say, oh, I don't have time to exercise, right? And you can change that into a positive affirmation and say, well, I honor my body. So I create the time to exercise which is more compelling, (laughs) which one is going to make you go. Right. Right. And, but the thing is a good affirmation is created by saying it consistently enough. So where you can actually believe it. Right. So, so for an affirmation, you can put this on your phone. For example, I usually have a on my phone to recite, recite my affirmations in the morning, right? You can put that in an area where you frequently are, such as maybe on your computer or your car dashboard or your refrigerator or your mirror, right? So you constantly have that positive affirmation that is in your subconscious that lets you know that you are a person that honors yourself so you create the time to exercise, right? It doesn't have to feel like a chore. It's important to identify our limiting beliefs and then smash them (laughs) with a positive affirmation. And also when you're creating an affirmation, you want to, you want to really feel it. You want to, you want to make it, you want to also believe it as well. So, and so you, so there's different ways to do this. So for example, If you say, I I will exercise, right? Maybe that may not feel compelling enough for you. What you can say is, I will exercise on Tuesday and Thursday at 7 a.m. So that is another affirmation that you can use because that way it's more believable you're not just saying you're going to exercise but you have assigned a day and you have assigned a time to the exercise right All right so the next thing is believing greater and I love this because really and my business coach says this all the time but how you do one thing is how you do everything right so if you make exercise a habit, just imagine what other habits that you can implement into your life. Maybe it's creating the habit of spending more time with close family and friends. Maybe it's the habit of maybe being more diligent with your finances. Maybe it's the habit of just taking time for yourself, right? So, Creating just one habit will help you explore other habits that can be implemented in other areas of your life. Next is I, incorporating change. And this is very similar to what I said previously, but when you exercise, you need to know what you're going to do, where you're going to do it, and how long you're going to do it for. So you can say, I'm going to walk for 30 minutes on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and actually schedule it somewhere. Schedule in your phone, or if you have a planner. You have to be very intentional because if you're not intentional, then it's just not going to happen. (laughs) You have to be very, very intentional. And T stands for transforming lives. And this is my whole goal with this process is really to have people get a transformational change because I feel like it does no service me telling someone, oh, you have to exercise, right? Because mentally they may not be there, right? There are limiting beliefs in the way. They might not have identified a compelling why, right? So they have to first get through all the mental roadblocks until they can get to that transformational change, where can, they can make it a habit and then use this lesson from making exercise a habit and create other habits in their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was hoping, like, as you were going through your example, one of the biggest barriers or limiting beliefs, as you said, to exercise that I see in my practice is the weather, and so, Dr. J, you live in California. I'm not sure exactly where in California, but mm-hmm. I know the weather is probably better than it is in Philadelphia, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right? So I always tell people, it's not sunny in 70. It's not going to be where we live. Um, you're gonna have to move if you want those, that temperature and that climate. But a huge limiting belief that I see all the time is the weather, like, or I can't afford a gym, so therefore, you know, the only way I can work out is outside. And if the weather is not perfect, it's too wet, too hot, too windy, too cold. I mean, you name it. I've heard it. How do you work past that? Because that feels very external, like I can't control the weather, Um I was just hoping that maybe you'd have some, yes, some feedback no. for that one. Yeah.
1: So let me start off with a story and then I'll and then I'll get into this point. So I remember during my during my fellowship year, I was seeing a patient and this was a five-year-old boy. And I did my residency in internal medicine. So I was so used to seeing adults. So I go into the room and the five-year-old boy goes and I'm like what is happening I'm not used to a five-year-old boy or any patient rowing at me (laughs) and I asked him I'm like hi what's your name he's like wow I'm like okay he's not going to speak any lick of English to me at all and his older brother goes he's a t-rex and I thought it was really really intriguing because here you go There's a five-year-old boy who has imagined and embodied a T-Rex. So much so that he does not even want to speak a word of English to me, right? And so much so that he gets his older brother to believe he's a T-Rex. Because his older brother did not say he thinks he's a rex His older brother said he is a T-Rex, okay? And I say all that to say is when you're creating goals, you have to embody childlike qualities. You already have to imagine you having that healthy body and feeling of how it would feel to have that healthy body, okay? So would it be more energy? So imagine how it would feel to have more energy or better sleep or less pain, or you're able to run around after your kids, imagine how that would feel if you would exercise, right? So when you have obstacles such as the weather, you put yourself in a magnetic state, like that is what I want. That is a feeling that I want. And I am willing to attain those feelings so much so that weather is not going to stop me. A cloudy day, rain, sun, sleep. You want to be careful now because <laughs> we, don't, we don't want any ER visits. <laughs> but so much so that I'm not going to let it stop me because this is why I'm doing it for, right? So right. It, it has to be very compelling right? So you want to imagine yourself already achieving your goal and how it would feel and how it would also feel if you don't achieve that goal. So when you decide not to exercise because of weather, you're moving farther away from that person that you've imagined. Imagine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like you said, when you, when you get those feelings, that internal drive you know, barriers just start to melt away because, okay, well then I'll just work out inside today. Like it doesn't become this big ordeal. Like, oh, well there's just no other options. There's so many options if you just get a little creative, but you know, for a lot of people, I think exercise there's, it can only look one way. And if we can't have it look exactly that way, well then I guess we can't exercise today. Yes. And
1: I like, uh there's a uh he's like a motivational speaker, and I call him my virtual mentor because I listen to a lot of him, Jim Rohn. I don't know if you ever heard of him. I haven't. So he would always say it's not so he would he would equate this to a millionaire. So and I could equate this to exercise too, because he would say it's not about becoming a millionaire. It's about who do you have to become to be a millionaire? So now with exercise, so it's not about, you know, achieving that perfect body or having, um, you know, six pack abs or, you know, running a marathon or being able to get your goal of 10 push push-ups. or it's who do you have to become to be that person? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Who do you have to, what do you have to do? right? So the thing that you have to do is not use weather as an excuse, right? It's just to do it anyway. It's to realize that we're all human and we're going to not want to do things, right? Sometimes I don't want to go to work, (laughs) but I have to, I I go to work, right? Right. It's exercise. Sometimes I don't want to exercise, but then I think about who I want to become, I wanna become a role model for my patients. Mm -hmm. I wanna become a role model for others, right? So I need to make sure that
0: I'm consistent. Right, I feel the same way. I mean, whether it's with food or exercise, like if I'm going, I tell my clients, I'm never gonna ask you to do something I'm not willing to do myself. Right. And so I want them to see, all right, here's a person who has a large family, who has a full-time job, owns a business, wrote a book, does podcasts. Right. And she makes time to exercise every day. Like if she can figure out how to exercise, then I can figure it out too. And it's not to say because I've got it all figured out because, oh boy, there are days where I'm scraping by, but I also want people to, I want to give them hope. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's what makes me show up when i don't feel like exercising because i know there are people out there that you know are looking for hope and i want to help them right yeah. so i want to just switch gears just a little bit because you know part of your background as a physician is you know like you said it's it's writing prescriptions for people so how specifically have you seen exercise change the scope of people's health from a um, a chronic disease standpoint, from a prescription standpoint, you know, do you have enough touch points with these people to actually see the difference for those that that buy in? You know, I hope they're buying in because your passion and enthusiasm is definitely infectious. However, you know, do you get to see the fruits of your labor? Yeah. So, you know, I think my
1: my largest fruits of my labor are the mindset shifts. (laughs) Sometimes I may not even get all the way to the exercise, but I at least get them to entertain it and remove some of those limiting beliefs, right? So I had one patient who, she had a very strong family history of high blood pressure and diabetes. And I was like, well, you know, you're pretty young. So you want to make sure that you prevent those illnesses and I asked her if she exercised and she was like no well I'm probably going to you know be taking pills just like you know my family members do and I'm like well you know you can break that generational curse right you know you can break that all right so and that's something that she's never even thought of right because she's used to having this family who have all these chronic illnesses and just thought okay well I'm going to get it too so there's nothing that I can do about it. And I said yes you can. There is definitely something that you can do about it. Right? So it's things like that where I can pro- I provide people mindset shifts. The exercise part is actually harder <laughs> sometimes, but I I at least make a breakthrough, right? I I provide a mindset perspective and I then have them open to the idea of
0: exercising, right? Yeah. Which is huge. I mean, like sometimes our job is just to knock over a chair and get them one step closer to action. Right. But, um, But you're right. Like I think of so many clients where, you know, I'm reviewing blood work and cholesterol is elevated, blood pressure is elevated, blood sugars. And it's like, oh, well, this is just, you know, this is in my family and there's nothing I can do about it. And so I, like you said, that's a huge limiting belief. Like this is just my story and I'm just going to have to accept it. Is that true? (laughs)
1: Right. Exactly. And that, so that, and that's why limiting beliefs can be so detrimental and why it's so important to create those positive affirmations, right? Because from that limiting belief, you can change that and say, I will be the one to break this generational curse of chronic disease, right? That's a great positive affirmation to start with, right? And that can hopefully propel someone into action. Right. You're you're taking your negative mindset and you're changing it to a positive mindset. And then from that positive mindset, you can create positive actions to affirm
0: that positive mindset. Right. And then ultimately, you know, you break a generational curse. There is your transformational change. Right? There we go. <laughs> it brings it a kind of full circle. Like you did it. You know, now you are leaving a legacy of health. for future generations to see what's possible where before they thought it wasn't right right yeah see
1: it and also right because that young girl she didn't know like she couldn't see what was possible right she had no idea because she was just so used of all her family members with chronic illnesses and on pills or on insulin she had no idea what was possible so when I entertained the idea of what was possible it was like whoa like I had no idea.
0: Yeah. So when it comes to exercise specific, cause I, you know, I have listeners that are faithful exercisers. I have some that are, you know, are inconsistent at best and some that haven't even started. So where do you suggest that somebody gets started if exercise isn't one of their habits just yet?
1: Yeah. So like the best exercise that we sometimes take for granted is walking. It's just walking. So I tell, when I have my patients who are not very skilled in exercise, I said, well, you can do 30 for three. They're like 30 for three. I'm like, yes, 30 minutes, three days a week. <laughs> and you can start off that way, all right? And then you can increase by five minutes every week, as long as you feel like you have the capacity to. But you, you know, you do wanna make it challenging, right? You don't want it to be too easy, but this is a great way to start out 30 for three.
0: Okay. Now, do you also recommend strength training or oh, yes. any strength-based exercise, especially as we get older? Yes. Um, you know, especially women approaching menopause, you know, we're shifting the game a little bit. <laughs> yes, no. Yes,
1: for sure. Especially with diabetes and high blood pressure, right? They're there's information uh, according to the American College of Sports Medicine that shows that aerobic activity plus muscle strength, muscle strengthening can create additional benefits. So those additional benefits would be risk reduction in heart disease or stroke and high cholesterol. So you want to incorporate both aerobic activity plus muscle strengthening. And I usually recommend to my Patients to do muscle strengthening at least two days a week right and then if they give me the excuse like they don't have weights I'm like do you have water bottles you can use water bottles or cans (laughs) and you can do that way or a gallon if you have a gallon you can do that one or if you
0: have a small child in your home you can do that as well (laughs) now do you recommend any specific like websites or things like if somebody's like I don't even know how to do a squat. I don't even know how to do a bicep curl. Like where do you steer them towards a certain direction to help them with that?
1: Yeah. I mean, YouTube has so many like chock full of exercises. I, so I usually tell them to go to YouTube, but make sure they're like a a personal trainer or a physical therapist. Mm -hmm. So usually someone who has the proper credentials to show them the proper form, because that's another thing you can you know, injure yourself if you are doing exercises inappropriately. So, I make sure that the person has proper credentials before I send them
0: to a site. That's great information. Yeah, Um, because I know, like the other day, I saw my one, you know, we we definitely encourage exercise with our children, and uh, when the one was first starting to get into weights, and my husband and I were watching him, we're like, what is he doing? Like, it was not what he was supposed to. I'm like, he's going to get hurt. Like you got to get in there and show him how to do this. Cause you know, especially, or for my former athletes who haven't been, you know, haven't exercised in 20 years, but still think they can perform like they did when they were in high school or in college. Right you know, as we get older too, stretching becomes very, very important. (laughs) Oh yes, for sure. For sure. Yes. I've seen so many
1: tight muscles be the cause of back pain. Oh, back pain is huge in the clinic. And usually they have like tight hamstrings or weak glutes. So strengthening is definitely important. And then as you said, for the, for the older population, you want to prevent the risk of falls, right? And you know, sometimes they have osteoporosis and that can be just even worse with them falling and breaking a bone due to an os- osteoporotic bone. So it's important that muscle strengthening is also incorporated into elderly folks as well.
0: Yeah. And balance work, right?
1: And balance.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. So um- well, this has been excellent so Dr. J thank you thank you so much for sharing your acronym and your tips and just really giving us some practical things that we can start to do right away well no problem it's my pleasure so Dr. J where can we find you if we want to learn more about your your work and who you are and follow you
1: yeah. So I am on Instagram and YouTube. I think the easiest way to find me is through my Instagram and you, and that is MedFitDO. That's M-E-D-F-I-T-D-O. And you can click my link tree. And in my link tree, I have a freebie and that is five tips to increase your motivation with type two diabetes and high blood pressure. And I also have a free webinar this weekend, um, which is um, how to not make exercise a chore so you can avoid taking pills.
0: <laughs> Straight to the point. <laughs> Straight
1: to the point, what people want to know. So.
0: <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, we will put the link to your Linktree account um from in Instagram so that way people can follow you. And um, so Dr. J, we like to end each episode, uh, on this podcast with a recipe. So I'm going to ask you if there's one you'd like to share, you know, something that's either a favorite or a go-to, maybe it's a pre or post workout snack idea, whatever, um, whatever you'd like to share with us. Cause we're always looking for new ideas to add to our collection. Yes. Yeah, so my favorite go-to, this is like a snack
1: breakfast or even, a bedtime snack if I don't want, if, if I'm trying to watch the, watch my nutritional content. So it's uh, Greek yogurt. And I usually get the plain, plain Greek yogurt. And I use almonds because they're, they have good fats and that helps me full as well as the yogurt as well. It's high in fat and that helps me become full. And I add in some cranberries and i will add in almond butter as well so there's it's very low carb and it's higher and it's like kind of like a keto snack so i'm not craving sweets after because that's usually happened with you when you you know eat a cookie you're like hungry and want some more (laughs) it's really addictive sugar is really addictive so when i want to curb my appetite, I usually have a high fat snack, a keto snack.
0: Like so that. when you do the cranberries, are they dried cranberries or are so they're they... dried
1: cranberries? Okay. Yeah. And I don't okay. add
0: a lot either, just you
1: know, just a little bit of flavor.
0: Okay. Yeah. I was thinking I'm like, well, Thanksgiving is coming. So I'm like, wait, does she like get the real cranberries? Because that would be oh, pretty tart, but it
1: no, make the, a little bit more sense.
0: Just the ocean spray dried cranberries. <laughs> And perfect. Almond butter almonds. I have it written down and definitely going to give that one a try.
1: Yeah. Another thing I just want to mention, this is like my favorite. It's carb, so flavored seltzer water. So there's a new brand that I recently found. It's called Sparkling Ice and it has vitamins. So it has A and D vitamins. It also has antioxidants and it's so good And there's no sugar, so it's zero sugar, and you would never, you would never know because it's so delicious and no sugar. So that it has vitamin D. Yes, A and D, and I believe a vitamin B and antioxidants as well. Wow! It's called Sparkling Ice. Yes. Oh, I just bought two packs at this point. <laughs> I was like, yes, finally they're here because every time I go then I don't, I can't find the packs.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sure they have it on Amazon or that's you know true. online. Yes. You can order it that way too. So I will definitely keep my eye out for that because everybody's always asking for ideas, no sugar, but something that has a little flavor, especially if you're not yeah. a big fan of water.
1: Yeah. And the carbonated water, it, water, it keeps you full,
0: right? Cause it's like mm-hmm. this carbonated stuff. So that's why I like it. Yeah. Oh, so look at that. A two for one. Dr. J, you did not disappoint. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for, for joining us today. Um, it definitely was, um, it was a lot of great information. I know everyone's going to really enjoy it. Awesome. Yes. Well, it's absolutely my pleasure. All right. Okay, guys, that's all we have for you today. Thank you so much for joining as always, and we'll see you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Nourish Eat Repeat podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please rate, review, and share with others so we can reach and help more people. For more information about nutrition, how to work with a dietitian, or about any of our programs, visit our website at bodymetricshealth.com. You can also find us on socials. We're on Instagram and Facebook at Bodymetrics Health. The book "Nourish, Eat, Repeat" is available on our website and Amazon in both paperback and ebook versions. Once again, I'm Adrienne Delgado, and I'll see you next week.